Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Waking Up with Lauren Coletti. This is a show where we dive into relatable topics for relationships, attachment styles, metaphysical teachings, trauma, and more. Thank you for joining in on these authentic conversations with medical professionals, experts, and so many influential guests who come to share their experience and add value to the lives of myself and my beloved listeners. Thank you so much again for joining me in Waking Up Together. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Waking Up with Lauren Coletti. It's quite literally waking up because I have been awake for two hours now. It's four in the morning here in Spain. I'm coming at you from Sevilla and... I have been up since 2 o'clock, and it's now 4. So I said, I'm tired of laying here. (laughs) Let me do something. I think someone that's had insomnia their whole lives, and for whatever reason, my mind and body don't want me to rest. I don't know if it's not that they don't want me to rest, but they don't let me rest. Um, I've tried quite literally everything to get a good night's sleep and if there's anything I learned it's that just sitting there is very unproductive and unhelpful and drives you crazy so I think that experts say it's important to get up read do yoga or meditating although In these periods when I wake up in the middle of the night, I can't fall back asleep. I do not feel like doing anything because I am so tired. So (laughs) I'm really pushing myself to record this podcast, but figured I'd just do something. This is either going to help me or hurt me. (laughs) It's either going to wake me up more or make me tired. So let's pray it's the latter, but... I have really bad anxiety sometimes at night. It's been a newer thing since I had uh, March 2022. Ever since I got COVID, I have not been able to shake these racing thoughts I get at night. It's brand new. I've never had that for... 28 years, excuse me, I'm yawning, I'm so sorry. I never had that for 28 years, and then when I got COVID, it just made me, it changed my body. I get bad anxiety at night when I'm trying to go to sleep. I get heart palpitations and racing thoughts, and it's just, it sucks. And even as someone that's been meditating since they were like, 13 years old it's still a struggle to clear my mind so I apologize I don't know why I'm yawning so much right now (laughs) um even as someone that's been meditating for half of their life it is still really challenging for me to clear my mind during these times so I'm proud of myself though I did get off of Ambien I was also taking trazodone for my insomnia. I 
And although it helped and would be really useful right now, I stopped taking them mostly because I ran out of the medication and I'm in a different country, so there's not really any way of me obtaining that easily. But I didn't want to be on sleep medication anymore. I want to trust in the wisdom of my body and believe that although sometimes I feel my body betrays me and works against me, our bodies are smart and they know what to do and we got to give them what they need. And I don't understand my body sometimes because I could be so tired and I can't fall asleep, but we have to have patience with our bodies and some compassion and befriend our bodies even when we feel like our body is doing the opposite of what we intend or want it to do. So anyway, I am laying in bed right now. It's pillow talk with Lauren. <laughs> I got to Spain mm, two days ago now because today is Tuesday, technically. I got here on Sunday. And I made an episode in Portugal that I'll probably have released last week. And I guess this might be my Spain episode. I've been trying to record in every country. And something I've been dealing with the last few days that's been causing a lot of distress that I'm trying to just surrender is feeling overwhelmed and worried about making the right choice. And perhaps this is some theme that's going on in your life as well, where you're scared you're going to make the wrong choice, or you're overwhelmed with options and you don't know what to do, and maybe you're seeking just some guidance and clarity as to what the right answer is. And that's where I'm at currently. So for the last 10 months I've been job searching in hopes I can find a job and remote job preferably and live and work in Europe and for whatever reason it hasn't manifested and I have kind of been forced to make plan B <laughs> And I talk about this in my previous episode when things don't go as planned. And sometimes it's good to have a backup plan. So I'm so sorry for yawning. I really am because I know how annoying it is when people yawn. <laughs> it's my pet peeve. I get so annoyed when people yawn because then it makes me yawn. And it's just a yawning cycle that doesn't stop. But I can't help it. I'm so sorry. Um, but anyway... I have been considering what plan B might look like. For whatever reason, the job hasn't come through. The plan hasn't panned out, at least yet, to this point, up until this point. So I've been considering some other things. And those other things that would allow me to live in Europe would be au pairing and getting a student or work visa obviously work visa would be ideal but as for now i'm axing that option since i haven't been presented any work so my two options are 
student visa, really, or au pairing. And I've also been considering getting a TEFL or TFL certificate to teach English as a foreign language abroad. Now, I haven't had my journal on me for the last month, <laughs> which has been challenging because I love journaling and I'm someone that likes to put pen to paper to see their thoughts and it would help me to kind of weigh my options. I could write down the pros and cons of each and see which one is the least sacrificial because I feel like with these options, it's going to be a sacrifice. I'm going to have to give some things up. So I'm trying to figure out what the best option is for me. And it's scary because if I do the Teach English certification, I'm going to spend some money to do it. And then it, it pays like a thousand euro a month, which is just ridiculous to me. How do people live off of $12,000 a month? 12,000 euro a month, excuse me. It just, like, you're on welfare and Medicaid in the United States if you're making 12,000 euro a month. It's just crazy to me. Um, and that's what I make per week. So it's it's not really the best option because I, even though it's 1,000 euro a month is considered a, okay salary in some parts of Europe. Rent is still typically around 1,000 euro a month. So it's like I would not have any money for anything, essentially. The pro of it would be that it would allow me to work really anywhere in the world. Give me that freedom and flexibility to bounce around different countries, as well as teaching experience. And also, it would provide for me a work visa because I would have a job so I could stay. If you don't really know anything about Europe and their visas for non-European passport holders, you typically can only stay for up to 90 days. And I don't want to do that. There's no point in me for staying three months, going back home for another three months to no work at this point because I can't take off for three months again. So... It's, it's kind of a pick your poison situation. As far as the student visa, that would enable me to study while I'm in Europe and stay as well. However, I would be having to attend classes and spending thousands of euro to take a course. And if I'm enrolled in school full time, I'm also in a PhD program and I would not really be able to work. So that would also leave me penniless and struggling. And then my last option, which is looking like the best option, but also has a roadblock, is the au pairing. So an au pair is essentially a live-in helper nanny. Uh, you help around the house with chores, duties, and taking care of kids in exchange for free room and board. It's like finding a host family. And the beauty of that is that you don't have to pay rent. But at the same time, a big drawback is you don't have your own privacy or you're in someone's house 
You maybe have your own private room, private bathroom if you're lucky, but you, you know, you don't have like your own place and you're on the family's watch, you're on their time, their dime. And you also, it's not really a job, you don't get paid. Maybe you have some pocket money, they call it, which is a few couple hundred bucks a month. So the drawback with that also is that in Europe, they don't consider au pairing, at least in the European Union's uh, countries, they don't consider that work. So you can only stay for a max of three months if you are an American citizen. So the plus is you don't have to pay for rent, but there's also some other fallibilities. I don't know if that's a word around this. So this is what I'm struggling with right now. Do I want to give up my secure, stable job at home for <laughs> uncertain uncertainty? You know, I am in the best position of my life up until this point. This is the highest paying job I've ever had. It is a leadership position and I have a lot of doubts. I'm like, Lauren, do you really want to throw this all away to go make a thousand euro a month or be a nanny? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a really big risk. It's a really big leap. And at this point, I really don't know if it's worth it. I definitely want to experience Europe and live here. But I want to be smart on one hand and have common sense, but at the same time, I also want to follow my heart and do what my heart is telling me. And as someone that has quote unquote followed their heart in the past and it's not worked out, it does bring me a lot of doubt and fear. So I think what I'm going to do and what I would suggest you do if you're not in the same situation as me, but resonate or align with something similar in different circumstances, your situation is different, but underlying the theme of uncertainty, doubt, not really knowing which path to go down. You have all these roads in front of you and you don't know which one to choose. I'd say definitely use 50% logic and reason, <laughs> use at your own discretion, but at the same time, let all of that fall away from time to time and really tune in to what your intuition is telling you. Because I truly believe our inner compass, our inner wisdom is always talking to us, but we let the mind, we let outside voices and outside influences really deter us or sway us in one direction or another. And whose voice is it? Is it your voice that's telling you what to do or is it your mom's voice in your head or your partner's voice or X, Y, and Z's voice? Sometimes it's not even our own voice we're listening to. So we have to kind of let that all drown out to be background noise and raise the volume, tune into what our higher self, whatever you want to call it, 
is trying to show us and reveal to us. So in whatever way you can do that, whether it's spending time alone in nature, finding stillness, silence, meditation, journaling, yoga, whatever, those are all just what work for me. But find your own Zen, find your own outlet where you can hear God, Spirit, the universe working through you. And take some time. Sit on it. I'm not going to make this huge decision in a day or a week. I'm really just going to be patient. I'm going to see what comes to me, what inspired and aligned action I'm guided to take, and just make the right next step for me. Consider how does this make me feel? Is it a hell yes? Or is it a uh, maybe? I don't know. Because if it's uh, it's a maybe or a no, it's not a hell yes, then it's not for us. Truthfully. What's the first instinctual reaction? How does your body respond when you think of option A, B, and C? And focus in on that. Does one feel better than the other? But it, it's hard to know. It's hard to know what is our intuition versus what is anxiety. I've had historically trouble separating these two things. And I think we do always know the answer. But it's really coming back to center. So be patient with yourself. Have some compassion for the discomfort, for the unknown. The unknown is, as humans, very intimidating and threatening to us. But we also cannot have bravery without fear. Being afraid and courageous coexist. It's not one or the other. It's often both at the same time. <laughs> So with that being said, I think I'm going to end this podcast, but I just wanted to get that off my chest that don't force yourself, don't rush it. And sadly, we're not always in a position to do that. Sometimes we're working on a time crunch or we have to get back to someone in two weeks. And I would just utilize all your resources, your inner resources. Because I think we really can't make a wrong decision, truthfully. We can make mistakes, but if we learn from it, do we really regret it? Because let's say, worst case scenario, and write this out. Write out the worst case and the best case scenario for each option, a pro and con list, you know. Tune into your bodily sensations, what you're nervous system is physiologically trying to tell you when you think of this option do you feel lit up and joy or do you feel fear and anxiety and doubt but oh shoot I was on a train of thought and I really totally just forgot it but anyway this is just what has worked for me in the past oh I was saying that I don't regret anything if it taught me something. 
mistakes, our misfortunes, our adversities. They're the best teachers of life. And I was talking to a girl I met today, very nice Australian girl, and she, we were talking about our past relationships that were abusive emotionally and you know, I, she asked me about my work and I told her I, in a year I'll have my PhD. She's like, oh, well then you definitely know better than me because I haven't studied it. I've only experienced it. And I was like, oh no, honey, <laughs> you can only learn so much from textbooks. Like education is great, but experience is the greatest teacher. I would so rather hire a therapist that had no textbook knowledge of psychology and someone that has gone through it themselves and lived experience I think is just invaluable so I've had a lot of pain and, and trauma in my life and I don't know if I would take any of it back because it's shaped me into the insightful introspective self-aware understanding empathic person that I am today it's character development <laughs> Um, so don't be afraid if you feel like you're failing the test that the universe is throwing at you. It's just free schooling. <laughs> so that's a positive spin. I like to reassure myself. And also, try not to rely on others to decide for you. As a final note, I'm someone that's been pretty indecisive. And I've leaned on others' opinions. But I would kind of suggest and encourage you to not do this. Because that leads to mistrust of ourselves. And also, if the people that we're looking to seek advice from, if they're not inspiring to you, if they're not living the type of life that you want for yourself, it's probably a good idea to mm, only take their opinion with uh, a grain of salt, <laughs> to put it nicely. So be your own motivation. Be your own best influence. And see where that leads you. I really think that that's all we can do, and that's enough. And where you are is good enough. So, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't know how good of an episode this will be because I'm yawning 90% of it, and <laughs> as you can tell, my energy is a little sapped. So, I'm going to try to get some sleep and hope that my body just lets me get some Z's tonight because I'm really tired and part of what I've been learning with this anxiety at night that is fairly recent in the last year is surrendering just releasing letting go and allowing my body to rest so I hope you get some lovely rest tonight if you're listening to this and if you'd like to reach out and connect with me I am accessible through Instagram, Lauren M. Coletti. I'll link that all in the show notes. Thank you so much, my lovely friends, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Good night. <laughs>